his closed location deep in the smoky mountains of East Tennessee. Two hillbillies armed with nothing more than microphones, loud mouths, and quick wit have found their way onto the internet. Oh, my stars. Tune in weekly to discuss things like sports. We're here playing game six of the World Series, so we're going to fight. We're going to finish this thing. Politics. We did it once, and now we will do it again. And this time, we're going to finish the job. Current events. Come after me. I'm a man! I'm 40! Faith or any other topic that they have found interesting. It's drastically changed my life. Welcome to Think Like a Man with Daniel Loverton and Jeremy Sellers. Welcome to the Think Like a Man podcast, and we are so glad you chose to spend a little time with us today. It is Thanksgiving week, and we're going to do a um, special podcast for this week. We probably do the same thing in Christmas or at Christmas time. Um... So we've, we've got our first episode out this week also, and then we decided we wanted to do another one that kind of dealt with uh, Thanksgiving and everything that goes with that and all that kind of stuff. First, we'd like to thank our sponsor for the Think Like a Man podcast. That'd be Boutique 31 in White Pine, Tennessee. We are grateful for their support. We ask that you visit their uh, showroom or, or their store in White Pine. Uh, they're going to have great sales for Black Friday and uh, and the day before on Wednesday. Uh, we just we're grateful for their support and everything they're doing to help us and, and get this thing off the off the ground even further than it is. Also, don't forget that if you don't live in the area and you want to see what they've got, then look them up on, at boutique31.com. You can order online. And you can, uh, they, they'll be more than happy to ship it to wherever your um, location is, um, anywhere in this country. Um, <clears throat> also, we would like to remind everybody to find us on Facebook at Think Like a Man. That's the name of the Facebook page. We're also on Twitter. Uh, we need some Twitter followers, man. Come on, guys. Everybody out there, if you're on Twitter, look us up. Uh, Daniel, what is that again? Think L- look real quick. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, I believe it's Think L A M uh, is our Twitter handle. We had to go a little backwards with it when we set it up. Yeah, it's a little hard to remember. It is at L A M nineteen Think at L A M nineteen Think. That's one of the places. Twitter and Instagram are the two places that were kind of um, lacking. I think in the in the followers and the support, and uh, you know we're trying to keep keep that part of social media going. So hey, listen. If 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 Instagram's your thing and Twitter's your thing, give us a follow. Give us a uh, give us some love out there, so to speak. And uh, we greatly appreciate Facebook page. People on Facebook's doing great. We're over uh, five hundred uh, followers and likes for that page. We're pushing five hundred uh, listens on the podcast. Uh, we need the Russian bots to help us out on Twitter. Follows <laughs> uh, and. Um, so where where you can find us on iTunes, on uh, Google Play, on Spotify, and SoundCloud. Uh, starting this week, we will also have uh, videos up on the YouTube channel. Uh, we will be posting links to that on all these uh, platforms, so you can find it there. I'm going to try to also put the link to the YouTube in the description that goes to iTunes. Okay, if that'll work, I don't know how that works. Okay, so let us. Hopefully, uh, that'll we'll that'll work. Okay, yep. We like to welcome our newest member to the third uh, to the Think Like a Man podcast. Uh, Diarco Nolan is back in the studio with us. What up? What up? I'm thankful that y'all have me here, and I will take the gold plates on my way out. 
<laughs> Whatever. I'll show you where the refrigerator is. You can write it. <laughs> yeah. Right now, we ain't got no food. At the, you know, we're, we're a little ahead of Thanksgiving. This is gonna. People will be listening to this on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, D's even got a Facebook Live uh, going on. Hey, everybody on Facebook Live. Uh, those that are watching, find us on Facebook. You're already on Facebook. So find us there at Think Like a Man and like the page. Give us a follow. Uh, help us, help us out, help us get the word out. So we're going to do a, uh, a Thanksgiving podcast today. That's, uh, it's not going to be a whole lot different than, yeah, it may be a little different than what we've been, what our normal podcasts are at. I, I just wanted to take all of us to take some time. Life gets so busy and we get, you know, whether you've got young children or you may not have children, but you've got lots of things going on and you get overwhelmed by the stuff uh, that goes on in this world that it is very, very easy to lose focus on the important things of life. And, um, you know, everybody, we all love Thanksgiving for different reasons and football and food and family and all that kind of stuff. But uh, as believers, uh, our lives should be one of the biggest attributes in our lives should be thankfulness and gratitude. And, uh, that's easy, something to, to, um, lose track of sometimes. And, um, I'm, I'm guilty of it. Everybody here is guilty of it. And so I'm hoping that this podcast on this episode of this podcast, it'll get us centered back where we need to be and where we need to live our lives on a daily basis. So that's, that's what we're going to do on this one. I think we'll, you know, kind of just start with the basic stuff of Thanksgiving. Uh, D what's your, what's your favorite part of, uh, your favorite part of Thanksgiving? Um, just being able to sit back and just think about what everything did or how everything's transpired to get to this point in life. Um, this, this year, what I'm really thankful for is, you know, this is going on my second year being married. I'm thankful for my wife, and uh, we're uh, about to have our second child together. Mm-hmm. So I'm just really thankful that um, she allowed me to be her husband. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of um, growing up, that's one of the main things I wanted to be was a family man. You know, before football, before any accolades, I always wanted to be a family man. I wanted to be respected as a family man. Tell so, me why that was important to you. Um. To be honest, you know, when you start going to school about second and third grade, you start understanding what the word father means. Mm-hmm. Like you know, a lot of kids don't realize that they don't have a father until they be like dad, person that's supposed to right. provide and feed. And so just looking back at you know, saying my mom, I just always, I always thought that she, she needed a companion. Mm-hmm. I always thought that it'd be better if she had somebody to take the load off of her. And Mm -hmm. so it was always important to me. And and that's something my mom always encouraged. If if I have a situation or anything that I'm going through, then I have to man up and, and be there. So that's why I was always important. And then I have two older sisters. um, And I, I never really seen a man really show them how to be loved. So I always wanted to, to be there for my family. So not to, not to leave them stranded or, leaving them in that mind of not understanding how a family really operates. And mm-hmm. so with me having, I'm saying I got two boys that's nine years old with me having them. I really think it's important to show by example, mm-hmm. like a lot of kids, they're hands on learners. They're not just send them down and, and expect them to figure it out. So I always wanted to be there for, 
just that family aspect. And I always thought it was something that I was missing as a kid. So mm-hmm. to be able to to go in this week understanding that that's something that I always prayed for and to now have, that's something great. And I always encourage people to take this motto. If you woke up today with the things that you thank God for before you went to sleep last night, what would you have? Mm-hmm. So if you only thank them for Say, thank you for my house. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my wife. Thank you for my kids. That'd be the only thing you have tomorrow. So just to get us in a, in a spirit of being more thankful. So that's that's what I really encourage people in this time. Just sit back and just really acknowledge all the people that, that put into <clears throat> your life. For me, it'd be a lot of my football coaches taking time away from their families to to get me tuned up on my skills and be that father figure that I ultimately needed as a young man. So any of my coaches, I, I always, I try to call at least three, four of my coaches just to get them on the phone. Just because now with coaching children, you never like the children don't know that phone call to that coach is really what they do it for. Like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. I've coached probably three years. I got a couple of kids in college, and a couple of the kids look at me as a father figure, and and for them to pick up that phone on Easter or thanksgiving or christmas and be like thank you coach mm-hmm. for everything you did that that lets you know that you did it for the right reasons and and you might have planted that seed three four years ago and it might take eight years for them to ever even understand what that time in your life was for them but when you get that call that's what it's all for so i always love to reach out to my coaches teachers anybody that is important to me mm-hmm. and just give them their flowers before they're in the grave. And I always right. say it's, it's better to give people their flowers when they can receive them than when they can ultimately not receive them. So right. that's really pretty much what I do it for. Right. The, one of the things I think that uh, in the book of James, there's a scripture that says every good gift comes down from above from the father of lights. Uh, I've messed that up, but basically everything we have, whether it be your children, whether it be your house, whether it be your uh, your health, your job, your fact that you've got lights on in the house, all of those things. Yes, you went out and worked. You you did what God's told you to do. You know, which is get off your rear end and go get a job. <coughs> Excuse me, but He gave you the ability to do that. Right. You know, and so give thanks where it's uh, where it belongs, which is to. Um, God in heaven. And uh, what do you think? What's your opinion on that? I agree. And then um, <coughs> just think about thankfulness. You know, every year it's sometimes a little different, you know, what you're thankful for at that time in life. Like, I won't get into details, and I didn't do in details the first week, but this year I'm thankful I'm walking. Right. I mean, just plain and simple. I mean, June the – Daniel had pretty serious back surgery yeah, back in the, the summer. 15th to July the 9th and even a little afterwards, I'm – I mean, I was. It took me ten minutes to go twenty yard, twenty feet on a walker mm-hmm. because my left leg wasn't working. Right, not to lift it up or anything. Right, and and, Dan, and you're not an old guy. No, no. you know you're a young 38 guy. Thirty eight. Yeah, sitting there, sitting there, can't get out of my chair. Mm-hmm. Can't do anything. You mm-hmm. know, and thankful for the people in my life, the church, and you know they took right. care of me. Yeah, you know, bringing me food, you know, staying with me, coming over, sitting with me, just whatever it was. And, you know, end up getting pretty major back surgery. Right. And I won't go into details of that either, but going into the spine about nine inches deep into the back of it, cutting yeah. out a little bit, moving disc, whatever. Hard rehab had well, some interesting time right. after the rehab at the right. uh, 
one facility. <laughs> yeah, into, there's some stories there, into dude. Some details there, but uh, <laughs> you had a one-legged man in the bed beside him that yeah, was just very, awful. Yeah, very, <laughs> the guy very, was awful, uh, man. He he, um, he pretty much let me know he's gonna come over and let me have it, and I thought, well, all right, you know, uh, dude's got one leg. I'm sitting there thinking, I'm forced, and you're Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> come pull me down out of that bed. Let's see what happens. You know, I'm gonna land on you. You're like a pretty big guy. Um, yeah. But I mean, and there's still lingering effects. I know I'm not fully healed, right? But you know, I'm not where I was. You know, mm-hmm. I can I can get up and walk. I can drive. I mean, that, that, that the things that was crazy about that, like couldn't get my truck. Yeah, I couldn't drive. I Isn't it funny what you take advantage oh, yeah. or uh, take for granted? And even till it's gone. You know, leading up to that, I was driving when I probably shouldn't have been because I was <laughs> picking up my leg off the gas to put it on the brake. Oh, and, uh, you know, it just, uh, you know, so went through quite a bit of that. I mean, I mean, this year, that's the thankfulness is, yeah. you know, health. One it's, of the things about um, just stuff in your life is it is very easy to get side or to lose your focus when things start to go a little, it's real easy to be thankful when the bank accounts got money, Mm -hmm. you're feeling good. There's no physical problems. All the kids are behaving all the, uh, you know, there's food in the cupboard, all of these things, what we would consider our basic needs when they're met. It's a whole lot easier to be thankful in that situation. It's hard to be thankful when you can't move your left leg and you're sitting there wondering, Will I ever be able to do that right, again? Right. That's right. where the rubber meets the road is can you be thankful when the wheels come off? Yeah. And so there was speak. times I wasn't. Yeah. I'll admit that. There was times Listen, I, I remember when I, you know, eight, nine, almost nine years ago when my rheumatoid arthritis showed up. And I'm in a ball in the living room floor at 40 years old. I, I can't get up. Uh-huh. And I'm, when I say I can't get up, I mean I can't get up. Uh, I remember one morning that uh, while they were still, it took about a year from my first symptom till they got it under control. And like I told a guy last week, it's like having a sprain in every joint of your body. That's what the pain feels like. And But one of the things while I was trying to, um, waiting on the doctors to decide what they were going to do and all this kind of stuff, one of the things that would really help <clears throat> is um, hot water. Uh, we don't have, I don't have a hot tub. The best thing I had is a tub. Well, the problem with me in a tub is I'm six five, so I've got to put a half in at a time. So my legs are standing straight up over the faucet, or I'm my legs are in, and I'm sitting back. But I remember one Saturday morning, Lisa was getting ready to go to work, and I said, "I just want to let me get in that tub as hot as I can stand it before you leave. I want to get in and I want to get out before you leave." And she said, "Okay." So we filled it up, and I crawled in there and I sat in there until the water turned cold, and was, thankfully she was still home. I couldn't get out of the tub. I was laying on my back in that tub. It hurt so bad just to try to push myself up into a sitting position. I couldn't get out. She had to drag me out of the tub, one leg and one arm at a time, and just roll me out onto the floor. I thought, man, I am so thankful that she. I did this before she went to work, or I'd have still been in the tub when she got home. Yeah, I'm 40 years old, and I can't get out of the tub. It's hard to be thankful Mm -hmm. at that point. But I think that's where we need to be the most thankful. Because even at that point in my life where where I thought, I've had the same thing when you thought, am I going to walk again? I thought, am I going to have a day in my life that I don't hurt like this? That I'm that or or am I gonna is is the rest of my life gonna be this painful every day? 
And, but, and so I stop and I really start to think about it. And I thought, you know what? I don't have cancer. This, this eventually may kill me, but it ain't going to kill me today. Mm-hmm. I'm not in a chemo treatment plant right now or, or part in the hospital. I'm not with a child fighting cancer at mm-hmm. Children's or St. Jude's or something like that. I didn't just lose a parent or I didn't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's worse. Exactly. There and is. so it, it's a matter of getting your perspective in the right. Well, not even to the point mine was, you know, if it wasn't going to come back, I was going to have to adjust. Right. I was going to figure out how to live like this now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you just had to do that and you had to wonder. Right. You know, you know, there's a lot worse than, I mean, than I still have one leg working. You know, right. I can still get around. I right. just had to you just do out. circles. Yeah, yeah. Just around <laughs> in a circle for an hour, but <laughs> you know, so you can't get anywhere fast, D. So I had to, I had to leave my door unlocked just in case, like I fell or something. Right, so they could somebody. get in. Yeah, because you couldn't get to the door. Twenty four hours, I leave my door unlocked, and I told somebody one day, I said, "Man, I said, I'm, what am I going to tell somebody if they come in here to rob me? Like, hey." Just leave me. Right. Just <laughs> leave me here. Me don't chair. kill me. Yeah. Man, just, I'll just sit there. Can you imagine sitting there watching somebody carry all your stuff out? And you can't do nothing about it. You know, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. How that TV don't work on channel four. Grab that shirt. You think it's nice too? They're in there like they're shopping. Yeah, you know, it calls. Just look good on me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you take it. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, it's very easy to lose focus based upon your circumstances. Mm-hmm. And I think scripture is very clear to the believer that don't ever let that happen. Mm-hmm. You're you don't let your you keep your eyes on Christ. You keep your eyes on him, not what you I mean, gosh, if there was anybody that had it rough at times, have you ever read through what Paul said he went through? Shipwreck, book of Job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's another one, the book of Job. And so, but Job never he what he never swore. He no. never went against him. He never condemned him. He never. The guy just lost everything he owned. Lost all his kids. Lost you know all these things. And and he and he didn't do what Satan said he would do if God allowed him to take away these things. Mm-hmm. You know so. Job's a good example of it. There ain't nobody in this room or anybody I know of going any, through anything close to what Job was. No. <clears throat> Job's family. It's like, hey, just die. Right. Just, just curse God and die. die. Yeah, you, and you, die. You can't do anything. Yeah. And so uh, thankfulness is as much of, um, at times, I think it's as much of a mindset, a proper perspective. I think I think it's best for somebody to be without to understand what it really takes to mm-hmm. be thankful. Because... When the saying that it can't get much worse than this. Oh, it can. No, it can't. Yeah. And so that's that's really when you have, and it's basically like you were saying, when you have everything, it's easy to be thankful. But when you have nothing, that's when you have to sit back and reflect on basically what you did. You know what I'm saying? Because honestly, God is God at all times. He's never going to forsake us. He's never going to turn his back on us. So, there's things, there's decisions, there's choices that we make for it to be put you put you in that situation. Put you in that situation, mm-hmm. and that's why when I pray, I always try to say I'm thankful for what I have and I'm thankful for what I do not have mm-hmm. because there's a reason why I don't have it and mm-hmm. there's a reason why I have what I have. So if I try to not understand it, then I'm not ultimately going to get the lesson because sometimes there's blessings and there's always a lesson regardless of you know what I'm saying how bad you think something may be. 
if you don't want that to repeat, <clears throat> then you need to learn the lesson from that. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, there's going to be an ongoing cycle and you're going to keep blaming other people for your circumstances. Right. At the end of the day, men, women, children, it doesn't matter. You need to understand what you did to be in that position or you need to understand what other people did to allow this whatever. Because I, I say it, I call it humbling. Life will humble you. Life mm-hmm. will... No matter how high up, no matter how low, life will humble you. No matter how much money you have in your bank account, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Life tell, will humble you. Well, I tell the youth, you know, I'm a youth pastor. I don't know if I, you knew that, but I tell them, you know, God's first. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean school's awful. That means you can focus on school, right. focus on grades, focus on sports. Right. God's first. Right. That doesn't mean that you're, you you got to throw football away, but God's first. Mm-hmm. And I, and I tell them, and, and then I felt like that was sort of what I went through a little bit over the summer. Maybe I got ahead of what God wanted me or whatever, or where he wanted me. I tell him, I said, listen, God's not beneath taking a knee out. <laughs> right. He, 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 he's going to humble you. He's right. with that. Yeah. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's going to bring you to a point of all you can have is him. Right. I mean, how did he say Paul? Paul had no other option. Right. Because he blinded him on the road to Damascus. Right. And he's like, hey. And see, that's been the bad part about my life is in everything I've had to learn the hard way. I was never one that learned easily, right. you, you know, or I I paid a high price. I made bad decisions. And I'm, oh, I was the person that touched the stove out twice. Yeah. And yeah. It's like, oh, it hurt. Well, let me try that again. Yeah. Oh, okay. Make that sure it hurt. hurt. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, and, and uh, you know, I just uh, – my poor decisions in life, you know, they all added up to get me to where I'm at now. Um, I'm thank, gosh, one thing I'm thankful for is that I didn't ever make any really life altering bad choices. Well, I'm thankful, and I don't know where you stand on this theologically, but I, I feel like, you know, I was saved at 25. Mm-hmm. That, that was when God was going to save me. That, that was mm-hmm. his, mm-hmm. his doing. Mm-hmm. There were stupid things I did it. 2018 19 whatever to 25 the day before that i should have i should have died right and i feel like i'm thankful for that because i'm thankful god's like no you've got a date right with me right in your 25th year of life you're not gonna do that i mean there's times i can flip back that oh i'll, I'll tell this story real quick and awful story but so i used to my very first car was an 087 pontiac grand dam and it, you know like the the speedometer was 80 it maxed at 80 right so you know where Asheville Highway is? Yeah. You know where um, there's a big straightaway right before you get to um, um, Snyder Road and all that coming from this way. Yeah. Okay, so we're going down through there, and I've got my best friend in the car beside me, his little brother's in the back seat. And it's sort of a funny story when I look back on it, but I shouldn't have survived this. <laughs> we want to see how fast the car would go. So we had the needle pegging on that 80. <laughs> right. I mean, it was just pegging. And he reached over. He's thinking, funny, the e-brake's in the middle. Oh, crap. He goes, I'm going to pull it. I said, dude, I said, that ain't worked since I got the car. I said, pull it. He pulled oh. it. It worked. <laughs> All four wheels lock up, and we're sliding oh, side to crap. side. I mean, you feel the side of the car come off the road a couple of times. And also, <laughs> this is awful. My favorite. It's still burned in my memory. I remember looking in the Ruby mirror, and his little brother's like 13 years old. <laughs> Got a hand on both seats, and he's wide-eyed, and I'm as wide as a ghost. We didn't hit anybody. We didn't flip the car, and we stopped. Yeah. 
At that time, I didn't know what it Did was. Did he not know how to let go of the emergency brake? Oh, he tried. Oh. I mean, he's over there. I've oh. I seen that, too. He's over up and down with the emergency <laughs> brake trying to get it to come off. I'm an idiot. I'm a 16, 17-year-old driver. I've slammed on the other brakes. Oh, so yeah. So, he's locked the back brakes up, oh, yeah. and I've stomped on the front brakes. Yeah, so, we yeah. got all four it's wheels. It's game over up. at that point. And you're going 85 mile an hour. Yeah. But I look back on that, and that was... To me, it's God's hand saying, yeah, you're going to be something stupid, stupid, but I'm going to make sure you make it. Right. So I'm thankful for those times in life where God was still protecting me. Yeah. Yeah. D, you've got a a new baby coming. Mm Mm-hmm. You've already got Eva. Mm Mm-hmm. Who's two. She's two. two, Turned two October the 16th. Kicking it with that fro, too, dude. Yes. Fro, baby. Lit. <laughs> she looks like a little Kaepernick, <laughs> except she don't have the attitude. Well, I don't know. No, I don't know. She even she, does that kind of. She got that. She got some attitude with her. She mean. She like her mama. Yeah. She and she her can. mama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go, Emma and Connie. There's you a shout out. <laughs> so yeah, um, you know, I've I've got a, a an adult daughter that I'm very thankful for. I'm I'm thankful for uh, a wife that is um, <clears throat> that can put up with me, and has for 20 years. Uh, I, mean, I ain't an easy dude to live with, and I know that. And she's <laughs> learned to, that my sense of humor is, uh, you know, how many women can you tell when they walk out of the bathroom they look like Mel Gibson off the Patriot <laughs> <laughs> and get away with it? You know, she actually went back in the bathroom and laughed and said, because it was true. It was just it, her hair was sticking straight out. But she didn't appreciate that too much. But I, I love my wife, and I am so grateful for her and thankful that that's the woman. <clears throat> I went about it the hard way to get there, bad decisions. But that's the one that God ordained for me to have from now until till death do us part. And Lisa's great, and uh, she's a hard worker, and you know she she puts up with my little ideas, you know podcasts and all that kind of stuff so um you know i i think that no matter how bad we've got it or somebody may have it in this country we are still the richest country in on well, this planet you go back to that you know people and you need to call it kaepernick right guess where he didn't wake up this morning north korea right right he right. still lives in the greatest country right. in the world then that's another thing. I mean, we should be thankful for is where God has placed us because there are people that are waking up in countries that, mm-hmm. and they, uh, Daniel Batuli, mm-hmm. you know, they, they interviewed He's him. from the Congo. Yeah. They interviewed him last week. Yeah. He said, Hey, you know, like what's it like playing college football and the SEC and all this stuff. He said, I grew up in the Congo where we were wondering where we were going to eat that day. Right. He goes, football's nothing. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. a breeze. <laughs> yeah. He was like, nothing. Yeah. And that's, that, that's the perspective. I think that a lot of people, um, lose sometimes mm-hmm. you know i mean i'm not i'm not saying that your times aren't hard or what you're going through is not right. hard everybody's got the hardness right it's different for everybody right but man in the overall perspective it's and, we, and you're right we, we're in the greatest country in the world we got some of the dumbest leaders in the world too at times, right so right you know easier but we're still free right we're free the us three of us can sit here and talk about how awful our whole government is not worry about somebody stomping through, yeah, the, door busting through the door right taking us out yeah yeah, exactly. And, um, <clears throat> you know, we still live in a country for the time being that you can, like you said, we can, we've got freedom of speech. It allows Kaepernick to do what he wanted to do, you I'm, know. And Speaking on the Kaepernick situation, you know, I'm not opposed to what he did, 
you know what I'm saying, about the knee in the beginning. But with him, the NFL giving him this opportunity, and I and I and I try to get people to understand this. If Colin Kaepernick is trying not to play football, then I agree with what he did. Right. If that's what he's trying to do, he right. don't want to play football no more. I agree with what you did. But what I don't agree is the NFL opening an opportunity for you to showcase your talents and you don't take that opportunity. It's plenty of guys that are out here working and grinding that if they would have got that opportunity, they would have took full advantage of that opportunity. Mm-hmm. So that's the only thing I don't respect about it. If you're not going to do the workout, if you still feel like how you feel, then do an interview. And see, that's not all Kaepernick. I mean, I'm not defending Kaepernick, but that's not all Kaepernick's fault. At ESPN, CNN, Fox News. I mean, they gave that life. Him taking a knee on the sideline was not a big deal to me. Mm-hmm. It's freedom to do so. Mm-hmm. Nobody would have ever cared if it wouldn't have been thrown in our face mm-hmm. all the time right after it happened. Yeah. yeah. Because it originally started with him sitting down. He right. was sitting down on the bench. And then, you know, uh, I forget who, but it was somebody that was in our military forces that was like, well, if that's what you want to do, take a knee. That is more respectable. Mm-hmm. And and to be honest, you know what I'm saying, that's perfectly fine for then. Everybody knew why you took a knee. Right. But if they're going to allow you to have another workout, keep it professional. Just just keep it strictly Get business. And I really think that he needs to reevaluate the people that's in his circle mm-hmm. to go along with all these shenanigans and, and all these other things. Is There are well thought out bad ideas. That's how I look at it. See, I think... He could be. I don't think he's a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. He made it to the league and he had a good year under Harbaugh, all that. I don't think he. There's something to say about the NFL quarterbacks you see right now after injuries and stuff that he's not in the league, mm-hmm. and it's all because of. If I'm an NFL owner or GM, he's not coming to my roster not because he's a bad quarterback because he might be a great quarterback. Mm-hmm. But the mess, yeah. right? You're not going to use my organization for your political gaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's how he said if he just drop all that and play football. And as an NFL quarterback, that's not what they're looking for. A quarterback, because I'm a defensive end. So, me personally, I want my quarterback to be about what's best for the team. Mm -hmm. That's that's who I will play for. I don't care how good you can throw it or, you know what I'm saying, if you're a run-first quarterback, I don't care. If you're going to put our team in the best position to win, you can be my quarterback. And I'm also, I'm not against, I'll clarify that, I'm not against – Athletes speaking out. No, because I, I, it irritated me last year when LeBron James said something, and they talked to the, whoever it was. ESPN, it wasn't ESPN. They would never say it, but I think it was Fox News. Told him to shut up and dribble. Yeah, yeah. He's got a right to say whatever yeah. he wants to say. May not be worth listening to. Yeah. So we don't have to listen to it. We Sorry, don't have to Dave. agree with it. So no, to me, that's all good. It's his personal opinion. Yeah. You know and, and to me, with Kaepernick, I, he's got his agenda. And he's got his beliefs. That's fine. But to me, when the game starts until the game's over. And when he's representing whoever he's playing for? You know what I think's bothered me the most about Kaepernick is this. The only place he chose to do that that I know of was on the sideline of an NFL football game. Mm-hmm. If it meant that much to you, I've never seen video of him do standing doing anything outside of that arena. You know what I'm saying? But but honestly, you gotta ask yourself this this question. How many other people at their job that they have to stand up for their national anthem before they clock in to get paid? 
Well, See, to me, I, I think the simple solution would be put the NFL, put the players in the locker room. If you're going to do the anthem, right? Just, just they all stay in the locker room. Just um, because you know, what I'm saying that 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 idea of well, why doesn't why does he you know, what I'm saying why don't he just stand? But anybody else that that goes to work and clock in, they don't have to stand for the national anthem. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. it's just as is equal as you having them because the only reason why you realize he's not standing is because they're they're putting it on camera. Mm-hmm. Here's, you know here's the unpopular question, opinion, whatever I think could be unpopular. We you know. Honor America, we honor the American flag. Then we make fun of North Korea when they have their like little marches and yeah. stuff. Do you not think other countries look at us and we have a football game? We got the flag that's a hundred yards big and think the same thing we think about other countries like dictatorships. Probably. Yeah, I mean, I never thought about that. Yeah. So I mean, to me, it's just like if he's got to me the main thing. If he had a problem, he should just stay in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever knows. Mm-hmm. But he he had opportunity to make a statement. I, I'm gonna be statement. honest. I really think that Colin Kaepernick. Started doing all them distractions to get to leave the 49ers. Get out. I think he wanted his run with the 49ers. You think he thought that somebody else would just pick him up? I and think that him sitting out and then when he started getting actual media coverage, I think he thought the 49ers were going to cut him because Blank Gavard was their starter at that time. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like it was all peaches and cream. Like 49ers was like, we're all back in cap. So I really think that he was going to get him out of there. And then when he didn't get signed by another NFL team, that's when he had a problem. He was like, nobody else in the NFL is going to pick me up. Them boys will take him. No, they won't. (laughs) You think he pulled the Antonio Brown getting away from the Raiders move? I think, I think it was something along them lines, but when it didn't pan out for him, because you got to remember as an NFL quarterback, you have to be about, the team. Mm-hmm. You have to basically be a coach. You mm-hmm. have to basically, they're going to ask you, and especially even if you brought Colin Kaepernick in to be your backup quarterback, they're going to put a camera in his face. Well, I think, you know, I agree because I think, look at the Tennessee Titans right now, Mariota, number one pick in the draft. You know, they've sold out, sold out, sold out to keep him, you know, to give him a chance. They bench him this year. You look at him, he's still the ultimate team guy. Yeah. He's still out there like, I seen the picture before the game. He's out there taking pictures with fans. He's out there working out. He's supporting Tannehill. Right. You don't have to do that, but that makes sense because that's what you're looking at. The quarterback is the guy that's all about the team. Yes. So, like we said, the the uh, the country we live in that uh, I'll I'll argue with anybody until I'm blue in the face that this country was founded on Christian principles and beliefs. God has blessed this country. Uh, up until we've not returned it. Right. You know, I don't want to say he's not blessing it now because he is, but we're borderline on. Oh, I have a hard time singing God bless America. Yeah. With what goes on in America today. Yeah. I mean, with abortion rampant and all these other things that, that are going on. I mean, God's not going to bless m- the murder of children. Yeah. Which is exactly what that is. Uh, I believe that, bur- that, uh, Life begins at conception. The moment it, the conception happens when life begins, and anything after that is murder of a child, in my opinion. But we are we live still live in the greatest country in this world, right. and God's blessed it, and we've got a lot to be thankful for. And if we'll just um, if we just um, <clears throat> well, what's great about this country to me, and I've always said this, and you got the whole stuff with um, we won't go into details of everything, but you got states passing law, bathroom laws, yeah, you know, all this different stuff, and people are like, 
Oh, I can't believe this state. There's 50 states in the United States, and none of them really agree on everything. Right. And there's one for everybody. Right. If I'm living in Tennessee and they just they automatically just do. So let's say the state of Tennessee, which won't ever happen, bans Christianity. Right. I don't have to get mad and go, well, I can't believe this. I can go to Georgia. I can go to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. I can go to Virginia. I mean, that's a great thing about our country. Right. States' rights. Right. Really, it just comes down to your states. California has got some moronic laws. Right. Guess where I don't have, guess where I don't live and I don't have to live. <laughs> California. Yeah, no this joke. Is, I mean, just because I don't want to. Yeah. So anyway, this week, um, as you gather with your family and you have time to spend with with those that you love, stop for a minute and think about all the blessing you've got. Everything that God's done for you, that he has blessed you with, um, and give thanks to the one that, the only one that deserves it. Um, don't let a minute go by that you, uh, you don't tell your family you love them, that you care for them, show them that, and, and, and it means a whole lot more than just your words uh, when you, you know, love is a verb, and it's a it's an action, and so uh, show your family this week that you how much you care for them, and and uh, enjoy your time together as family. Hey, before we jump off of here, what what's your favorite food in Thanksgiving? Stuffing. The rice. You call it stuffing, or you call it dressing? Stuffing. They had a thing on the news this morning that okay. So what stuffing do you? It comes out of the bird's rear end, right? It's shoved oh, up. Oh, and yeah, everything's cooked in it. The neck and everything you're using all that to. Daniel's a big neck sucker. Right. <laughs> so, so you like stuffing. <laughs> stuffing. Turkey's the given, but, you know, that's everything. All right, Dave, what about you? When everybody gets out of my way. <laughs> Just clears the back. Everything. The way, I got one motto. Everybody else goes first. Get what you want on your plate. After you are done, I'm coming through to clean it up. <laughs> clean up. Crew. Yeah, the cleaner. <laughs> that's me. My favorite part, my favorite food on Thanksgiving is my mom's broccoli casserole. Oh man, ah, Lee, she I can no good cut. She can cook a broccoli casserole. The problem with my mom, and I'm gonna get in trouble again, but I'm gonna say it. My mom can cook. The problem is every time she cooks it, she thinks she has to raise her game and add something in it the next time. I've told her stop. It was fine the way you were. You know, she'll be cooking broccoli casserole, and there's a bag of walnuts sitting on the. Well, that looks good. I think I'll throw. No, walnuts, walnuts don't go in broccoli casserole. Well, I wanted something to crunch. No, Man. you know. So, but when she makes it her her way, there ain't nothing better on the face of this earth. So uh, we're gonna wrap this short second episode up of the week. I hope she puts cherries in it this year. <laughs> she might do. I don't know. See the problem. The thing is, it'll be cooked before she hears this. So oh, yeah. it yes. might be next year that I get cherries in the broccoli casserole. <laughs> So from the uh, Think Like a Man crew, all three of us now with Diarco here, we want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Have a safe day. Have a great day with your family. Don't eat too much. And we will see you next week when we turn the mics back on. You've been listening to Think Like a Man. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. It was kind of a crazy, fun experience. Listen, my whole family loves it, man. I love the show, guys. You're awesome. And we'll see you next time.